Hello and welcome to the SAP Experts Podcast. My name is Victor Hook. I work in the digital supply chain area at SAP. And today we're talking about a topic that is very dear to my heart, sustainability. Not least the extreme weather events that have taken place in the recent weeks, the wildfires in the USA or the floods in Germany and China have highlighted that the case for sustainability shouldn't be negotiable anymore. The need for drastic and swift change is crystal clear. I'm talking to Bettina Zelis today. She is the Senior Director for Sustainability and Climate 21 Go-To-Market and Solution Management in the SAP S4HANA organization. As such, she has the overview over all the sustainability-related activities happening at SAP. We talk about why sustainability needs to be taken seriously by businesses, how SAP supports enterprises in doing their part in reducing the environmental footprint, but also how we ourselves are integrating sustainability in our own lives. So without further ado, I bring to you Bettina Zedlitz. Hi Bettina, welcome on the show. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Great to meet you too. Um, you know, I myself am thinking a lot about how to reduce my environmental footprint and how to consume more responsibly. But sometimes this is really complicated. I mean, there's a lot of trade-offs to keep in mind and it's extremely hard to find the right data to base my decisions on. How do you handle that? Yeah, yes, I try the same to contribute as an individual as much as possible. So driving an electric car, eating vegetarian, um, buying regional and bio biological grown products and so on. But there's a big area that I don't have insights enough to decide properly. So just to take a random example, I want to buy a t-shirt. I don't want to buy a t-shirt which has any child labor in his supply chain. I don't want to buy a t-shirt which um, raw materials have contributed to burning the forest or something like that. And I don't want to buy a t-shirt which has used uh, poisons during the production process and so on. So in the end, It should have the right color too, but this is um, not the only criteria, the color or the price point, what I want to be able to decide on. So, but nothing of those parameters, what I just said, is made transparent on the label of, um, of the T-shirt. So, um, if I could, I would consider those KPIs or these parameters as additional buying criteria next to the price point. And this is where I see the companies coming into play to create this transparency and really take responsibility for their entire supply chain and also the climate impact of their products and then making it transparent to people like me when I want to buy a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. In the end, those decisions are based on data and those data doesn't seem to be there all the time, right? So, yeah. But in general, sustainability seems to be all the rage at the moment and states and companies are falling over themselves, it seems, to pledge carbon emission reductions. And yet I personally feel like it's not really moving forward on the ground. How do you see that? Yeah, climate protection is at the moment really a political discussion and a political issue and it polarizes accordingly. And we also see that it raises fears because every new law or potential law leads to changed restrictions in the personal freedom. Yeah? 
And I think the current climate change data show that we cannot longer hope that emissions will be reduced on a voluntary basis as much as it would be necessary. And we see the effect of climate change everywhere at the moment. Um, so this is why I believe that political action is really needed and it naturally leads to regulations, laws, taxation, etc. So we have known for a long time that new regulations will come. The more specific they are, the better, the better for everybody, because we know that um, if there is a specific law, then we, for example, as a software vendor, we can react on and help uh, building our software, our standard software supporting those uh, criteria. We also know that it will be followed by everyone and not just uh, on a voluntarily basis. So. I believe that the new Green Deal for Europe uh, lays a foundation for making action by countries and businesses possible and urgent. And this is, um, and as I said, followed by everyone. Right. So it takes time until those those measures really materialize on the ground. I know, but sometimes it's hard to stay patient here. <laughs> but um, it also seemed during the pandemic that um, the whole topic lost a bit of traction, right? So um, have we lost sight of the topic due to the coronavirus? Or did Corona give us time to think about this important topic? What is your impression here? Yeah, of course, the time of the pandemic was or still is a time where companies focused on surviving and overcoming the crisis. Um, but when we look what happened during this crisis, um, we saw that even during the crisis, our customers repeatedly told us that sustainability issues have not been forgotten and they believe it comes up, they will come up even more after the crisis. And um, in the meantime, and we see that um, they are more urgent than ever before, uh, also for our customers. And in fact, the crisis also has fostered some aspects where we believe this will support sustainability in future. So, for example, we have increased the virtualization. When we look how many people were able to work from home and avoided travel, that was unbelievable. We would not have achieved this with any, um, any laws or regulations regarding climate change. So that was something where people find out, oh, it's possible that I work from home, that I do not commute. Um, Another example is the digitalization um, that has improved significantly during the crisis, all, also in those areas where we never believed this could become a digital workplace or a, a digital um, process. And um, I think the digitalization uh, especially will um, allow companies to jump onto sustainability faster. What we also have seen that the companies during the crisis had to react quickly on changes. So there was a there was a huge demand um, in in changing their processes and changing their product portfolios, probably in changing how they behave, how they transport, where they get their uh, supplied products from and so on. So there was a, ch a massive uh, demand to a change and those companies who were able to react quickly were able to full this, fulfill this demand 
and were able to continue and even grow during the crisis. So this ability to change is something where now can com companies can look back and say, oh, we are able to change. We are able to react on outside demand quickly. We are able to be resilient as a company. And this gives them some um, confidence that the next change coming with the sustainability business um, will also be, um, yeah, uh, will be successful. Yeah, okay. You're right. There are some measures that the coronavirus crisis certainly has given a push to and where um, companies are coming out of the crisis even more sustainable than they, they were before. That's right. And that maybe even happens um, most of all in Europe, because that's my impression now looking um, looking at media at least. Um, sometimes I wonder, aren't we doomed anyway because so many countries are not doing their part now looking beyond Europe yeah when we look it up from the other side um, then we see it as a fact that not all countries contribute equality equally to climate change as well so maybe not doing their part in doing something against it but also not um, emitting so much co2 so if you look at ourselves in Germany Rather than to other countries, Germany is ranked sixth in the world of CO2 emitters. So that means uh, we can already make a significant contribution and impact if we reduce our emissions. And what we see, um, what we saw also in the discussions at the World Economic Forum in Davos last year, um, however, um, countries can only achieve their reduction targets if companies are involved and do their part. So it's not just a matter for the countries themselves, but really also for the business and for the companies um, to contribute. And there was a little lack of guidance on what companies could do to contribute to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And this was also a major step forward last year when SAP and Accenture together carried out the UN Ambition Initiative. In this initiative, um, the Sustainability Development Goals of the United Nations were broken down to those ones which are relevant for the industry and also define possible action points to uh, to the SDGs. And with that initiative, companies have now more transparency where they can and where they should contribute. And it also creates um, some benchmarking options for the companies. So bringing companies in line with the climate action strategy um, will also contribute much more and will have a much bigger impact than if we would ask the voluntary contribution of many, many individuals only. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, sustainability is always something that needs to be interpreted company by company or maybe rather industry by industry. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little more later on. Uh, but now we've talked a lot about sustainability in general, uh, which is quite a lot of terms and uh, everyone understands a little bit differently, right? So how would you define sustainability? Yes, there are multiple aspects to it. I started talking about the United Nations and the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. Um, we know they are all relevant um, 
in different degrees to individuals, to enterprises, to countries. So um, this is a good structure to look at. And if you Google it, you find it quickly. Um, so that lays out the overall uh, sustainability area quite well. Um, when we look at the SDGs and at sustainability holistically, we see it's a challenge for the world. Um, and this is nothing which can be solved by SAP, for sure not. But we also see that SAP can contribute um, when it comes to the business. So we believe that we can make a massive uh, contribution to the sustainable business and here also have a positive uh, impact um, on the on the emissions or on all the sustainable uh, sustainability parameters. When we look at um, the sustainable business, we also understand in SAP that um, there is a industry's relevance for it. So not all industries share the contribution to all uh, SDGs, but also um, each SDG might have a different interpretation um, of the sustainable development goal. I make an example to make it a little bit more tangible. When we look at uh, climate action, we know that is a goal what most of the industries share and they all want to contribute to this. But when we have a manufacturing company, we know they can, uh, they can significantly lower their CO2 emissions in the production process, changing their transportation between the facilities, changing the energies they use for the production, changing um, the raw materials maybe, and designing different products. So this is their contribution. But if you go uh, now in the financial sector, for example, to a bank, that would not help them. So this is not what they are searching for. They look more into things like um, Mm, how can I lay out a sustainable investment portfolio to my um, to my customers and how can I prove that these companies I pick here are really sustainable and make this also transparent. So the interpretation of one sustainable development goal, which is climate action, is completely different from industry to industry. And here SAP, I think, can contribute and we will contribute also with uh, industry relevance. And then we see also the the different levels um, of sustainability. We see that we have corporate data and reporting, but the real change happens only if processes um, are built into the business level and support transparency um, in, inside the processes themselves and help with assimilations uh, what could change if, uh, if you would decide differently. So these are the different levels um, where we believe um, we have to look into and where we also believe that SAP can contribute. Mm, yeah. Um, and how does SAP as a company interpret sustainability? How do we live it? SAP plays two roles. Um, we we have since a long while, since around 20 years or so, um, we play the role as an exemplar. That means we are improving our own operations in a sustainable way. And that also fits very well to our, um, our motto, SAP helps the world run better and improve people's lives. So this is something where we um, have invested significantly, for example, in renewable energies for our data centers, which um, run on green energies since 
2017 already, um, we also set our own corporate goals in being uh, carbon neutral by 2023, which is coming very soon. Um, so these type of things we are doing, not only regarding climate, but also regarding social initiatives um, uh, or circular economy, for example, um, eliminating single-use plastics from uh, from our company. So this is the one side where we are acting as an exemplar, showing that we are really doing our work, our homework um, ourselves. But then we have our other role, the classical role as a software vendor, where we want to help um, our customers with our software to make their businesses more sustainable. So this is where we are investing into new product developments and this is new software we will then sell to our customers. And this is based basically on four initiatives we are running. Um, the first one is climate action where we want to achieve zero emissions for our customers. Um, the second one is circular economy, where we want to build uh, circularity principles into our supply chain. The third one is social responsibility, where we want to eliminate um, inequality. And all this needs to be covered by the fourth pillar, and this is um, sustainability performance management, where we create a new transparency layer, a new reporting, and integrate this into our normal reporting processes. So these are the four initiatives uh, where we um, where we invest a lot. Mm -hmm. So sounds interesting. How can reporting improve sustainability? Reporting is that piece which brings all the data together and creates a view on the level of the target achievements. So there are really many aspects to consider when we talk about um, the entire sustainability. So first of all, we need to consider that we need all the data. Yeah, so we need new types of data we do not yet have. For example, we do not yet have CO2 footprints as a, a data in our in our uh, databases. So we have to create new data. We have to see where we already have data and where we can get them from. Um, we might get them from um, the material management. We might get them from the HR. We might get them from transportation. So this is something where it's important that we have all data um, together and then they need to be the right data. So that means they must go into a format that it suits uh, the different reporting standards we have outside. GRI, ESG reporting, UN, there are multiple standards and um, every company is picking their own approach here. So we need to provide those data in the right format. I make um, an example here. So, for example, when we want to report on equal pay between women and men, we might have the uh, payroll data um, for all the employees somewhere in our HR system, but um, they to calculate the percentage, um, how they deviate, this is a different step we have to invest into. So that means um, <clears throat> we need to have the right data, we need to have them in the right format, um, 
And this is a little bit difficult because uh, the regulations are, uh, which are coming are not finally defined. So we do not exactly know how this will look like in future. So we hope there will not be too many changes, uh, but they must be in the right format. And then they also need to be there in real time. And that doesn't help if once in a year we report on numbers and then in the rest of the year we are guessing. That means... Um, Doing this via Excel work once a year is not appropriate anymore. We need automated processes. So that must be built in. Reporting must be built into the end-to-end -end processes, extract the right data in real time, and then showing it as part of the company strategy. So that means when we do reporting, we should show it as an integrated part into the normal reporting and not as a separate report only because it will influence other criteria. And as I said in the beginning, similar as I would like to use the classical parameters like the price point for a t-shirt with new parameters like the CO2 footprint together to take a decision. Similarly, also the company um, would like to define the strategy taking all parameters into account. So, and then... Um, that is means it needs to be integrated and um, we also know that it is not always the case that everybody all customers do have um, SAP systems everywhere or SAP applications everywhere so that needs to be open as well getting from other data sources and there are also data we will never find in an SAP system for example um, mm, um, CO2 data, we try to get from external data sources. So combining all those things together in one um, is um, tricky if we do not just lay out a dashboard, but really making, um, making it integrated deeply into the processes, automated and in real, real time. And we are currently working on such a solution. Um, so this will not come with a nice dashboard only, but also with the basic data and also with the necessary calculations to be able to represent the right KPAs automatically. And this is as, uh, called SAP Sustainability Control Tower and will be launched in November. Just to understand you correctly here, um, because you were saying that CO2 data will never be part of an SAP system. In fact, we're actually going into that direction, right? That um, CO2 will also be covered, for example, in the material master or um, uh, such processes. So the tracking of carbon emissions will be part of the core processes um, that you're driving in SAP systems. Is that, did I understand that correctly? Um, yes, we will calculate CO2 footprints for the products and we will also keep these data and um, bring them into, let's say, the reporting. Um, but we always need some basic data. So I make an example when we... Um, when we split up the CO2 emissions of a specific product, we find, for example, um, that for the um, for the production, some energy has been used, and this energy comes uh, from, let's say, oil, and this oil needs a basis CO a basic CO2 value. This is nothing which is uh, calculated, but as a raw material. It has a dedicated CO2 value. And this is what we get from the external databases. But in that moment, when it comes to the calculation, this is then internally in the system and we keep it there as well. Hmm? 
Okay, so um, this is crucial, right? Because um, you can import as uh, you can report as much as you want. If you can't track it back to the operational process, right, and you can actually change the process that you're running, um, be it in procurement, be it in real estate management, and so on and so forth. Um, the whole exercise is futile, right? So in the end, it's about changing the entire company in all of those different lines of businesses. Yeah? And every single process needs to be closely inspected. Yes, that affects really the entire supply chain and all areas of a company from really from the start to the finish, from raw materials to the delivery of the f of the finished products. And in between, there might be multiple, multiple ste uh, steps. We know that, for example, mobile phones or cars have a really deep supply chain. Um, that is what we call a resource topic, an ERP topic. And... Um, when we look at um, how many areas are affected, we can nearly not exclude any of them in a company and all have their specific triggers and they others and they have their specific actions on it. And this affects the IT department, this affects manufacturing processes, finance processes. Um, so all areas of a company will be affected. Right. I heard Christian Klein say at one point, um, and I quote now, but what if you could turn carb management into an investment strategy with profit potential at the same time? What if you could make sustainability profitable and profitability sustainable without sacrificing one for the other? How can sustainability and uh, climate action be compatible with business success? I have much more often heard decision makers say climate protection is actually a source of additional costs and not of profits. For sure. Sustainability will come with new costs, um, for example, for new investments in climate smart infrastructure or to fulfill new regulations with new taxes and so on. Um, but this is the case for other changes like the digitalization as well. Um, also, there a certain investment is needed, a change process is needed. And um, however, um, I also believe that within sustainability, there's a huge business opportunity coming with this new, ch uh, with this change and also a new chance, chance to position a company in the market. And this is also uh, what we believe and live within SAP. We don't take sustainability out in a separate strategy to just fulfill the necessary parts. We make sustainability part of our corporate strategy and we treat sustainability as a business, business topic, not just a risk or a cost topic. And this is why we are making sustainability a part of how we run each single part of our company. And this starts with the regulations and with compliance. It continues also with the fact that sustainability principles can be incorporated into the processes. And with that, we can even identify new efficiency potential. And um, then we can tackle new growth potential with that, the new markets which open up and where a company can tap into with this change. And this is what companies are looking for. They are looking for efficiency potential 
potential. They are looking for new growth opportunities. And this these are real business topics. And this is business success driven by these two. And um, sustainability has the potential to fulfill both. Mm. So can you give me other examples of companies that um, show how to set their business goals? I would encourage you to Google this because it's really interesting what comes out of that. So there are so many examples. Um, Allianz not uh, no longer insuring coal-fired power plants. Maersk develop developing new fuels and machines and want to, want to operate um, CO2-neutral ships um, starting from 2030 and having a target of being able to operate completely CO2 neutrally by 2050 with these big, big vessels. It's uh, really a big endeavor. Or CEMEX, yeah? we know that cement is known as a high CO2 emitter. So defining um, baseline reduction technology um, and so on. So there are so many examples. It's really interesting. And they are all setting targets and they're all setting targets which are significant. And they are going down to net zero in 2050. And most of the time they set targets around 35 to 40% reduction in uh, until 2030. So a big, big uh, list of customers doing this or mm, companies doing this don't need to be SAP customers, but for them, it will be probably a little bit easier over time. Well, but uh, now all of those companies operate in very different industries, right? Um, how do we make sure that our offering hits the nail on the head for each of those business models uh, and not just for, and so and that we don't just offer a one size fits all solution that doesn't really cover the specifics of the industries? This will be a challenge and we are working on this. Um, luckily at SAP, we cover in the industry specific application needs for, for 26 different industries. So this will be our basis and it will be also our basis that we understand their processes in, in depth. Um, and here we leverage this for sustainability also Similarly, as we did uh, do this for our reporting, we put don't put this side by side, but we integrate it into our own industry um, areas. So that means our IBUs um, have counterparts for sustainability and they have the insider knowledge for the industry and they will um, they already started thinking on how to apply all those new paradigms, all these new ideas on their industries and what is needed um, to invest into additional new cloud solutions to cover those needs where we, where we do not yet have a solution, all, not only done by SAP, but also um, with the help of our partner ecosystem. So the goal for us is providing holistic solutions to our industries, um, even though if there are specific usages we can, uh, which are not needed for, for, for all our customers. Um, I make some examples, battery management or hydrogen management or e-fleet management. So there are multiple solutions we are investing in. Right. Um, so, 
But how can we be sure that such goals are not just greenwashing, right? Which is to say that uh, these companies are just pretending to operate more sustainably for the sake of good PR. Um, how do we know that they're serious about it? Well, the public, the people, the consumer, the analysts, they all really take notice. And um, the companies are setting their targets also publicly so and they are going to be tracked by by the consumers by the analysts by the investors as well you know and a company who is pretending doing something but not living up to these standards they are really running the risk of getting a negative press or today this would be a negative attention on social media and um, then customers on consumers react quickly and turn away from a brand this dis uh, which disappoints them and this happens very easily uh, because uh, sustainability as a topic is emotionally very charged and um, we know there are statistics that consumers which turn away from a brand most likely would not come back so this is a really big risk for businesses so and we also see in our customer base they are not trying to pretend something they are really trying to solve the issue but this is not really easy so it will be a journey um, we go together um, but we really see that companies want to change um, in addition I believe that a new legislation will of course also introduce additional checking mechanisms mm -hmm. that means uh, we would have auditors which would ask um, which could give them the right guidance on transparency needs and also um, would bring sustainability as a part of their compliance checks into the normal daily auditing processes. Mm, yeah. mm, you mentioned the various initiatives that SAP is driving to make our offering more sustainable and, and to help our customers become more sustainable, right? Um, and among them is SAP's Climate 21 initiative. What is that exactly? Yeah, Climate 21 was the initiative we started, the entire topic of sustainability in in the software side, on the software side of the house uh, with. And we had a vision, or we still have the vision, um, that's still um, applicable. We want to create transparency on CO2 emissions on all levels. So first of all, on the company level. So we want to help uh, enterprises to see what are the CO2 emissions, what are the targets, what is the deviation to the target, what is the progress, how do the different uh, logistics behave, how is the product portfolio set up, how can this benchmark to the competition and so on. So all on company level. But then that is the second level is that we really want to go into the details of a specific product. So with that, we want to analyze the CO2 footprint of a specific product. And this is um, where we're going into the details of uh, the production process. We itemize a product into the different steps which emit CO2. This is, for example, the raw materials, the supplied products, the transports which happen from uh, one point to the other. This um, is the energy which is consumed during the production process. This could be even direct emissions from chemical processes and so on. So there are multiple 
pieces which contribute to the CO2 emissions of a product. And we itemize the product, bring all the CO2 values um, together, and then aggregate again so that in the end we can put a label, a CO2 label on a physical product. And this then supports the third level of transparency to the consumer. So we can tell the consumer, look for this product, so much CO2 has been emitted and it compares in a way, uh, in a positive way to the CO2 emissions of the competition, for example. And um, these are the three la layers of transparency we want to support and with, and they all should be integrated. So it's not that we, um, that we only deliver parts of that, we really want to deliver the end-to-end -end transparency here. And um, the first um, integrated product, what we deliver on this is the SAP product footprint management, and this is delivered in August. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but with CO2 alone, it's not yet done. That's only one dimension of many, right, that we're looking at. Correct. Um, CO2 is a very prominent parameter with all these political discussions around climate change. But we know that we also have uh, all the other greenhouse gases. And then we have more. We have water, uh, land use, and so on. There are so multiple uh, uh, parameters and in the end it will be a kind of environmental footprint for a product but we have to start somewhere and CO2 is the most prominent para parameter here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that SAP hosted the Sustainability Summit in April. I actually saw it and did really enjoy it um, but maybe you can tell our listeners about it and what were your key takeaways from it? This was our first um, SAP Sustainability Summit, and we were very proud um, to bring this on the road so quickly. Um, that were two days, all virtual, because we were still in the lockdown. And we had the first day all for climate change and the second day all for circular economy. And we... Um, that was not an only SAP um, enablement or contribution, but we also had exter many external speakers, customers and partners and so on. So overall, we delivered 32 virtual sessions with more than 720 hours of content and we had more than 2,800 registrations. And since... Um, the platform for the SAP Sustainability Summit is still open. You can find all the links to the recordings. So all the uh, everything is still available on this platform. And if you Google it, um, SAP Sustainability Summit, you will find the link. But we also can put the link in the in the notes. Um, we will. This was such a success that we said, okay, um, we want to do another one. Um, that will be a kind of sustainability forum day and it will most likely happen in October, but it's not yet published exactly when and how. So this will come and stay tuned. We will publish that. Mm -hmm. uh, I can only recommend looking up the Sustainability Summit. You'll find um, a recording of one of my favorite uh, customers, actually, RHI Magnesita, who talk about their own um, uh, sustainability strategy and what they're doing in that area it's highly recommended so but um, for anyone who's listening now uh, and who wants to get started uh, what do you do how do you how do you start in such a broad and complex topic and what can each of us contribute to that 
Yeah, this is a question of managing the change, not being overwhelmed by it. Um, but it's also a question of looking at your own habits and discovering the potential uh, to develop new new habits. Um, in any case, um, I would say consumers are already willing to change their buying behavior and companies now should do the same to react also on this new demand. Um, I would say we see that um, business processes need to be changed and here I believe it would make sense to start where it makes the biggest impact. It would not make sense to save a bit here and biggest there, but doing an analysis, where is the biggest potential of um, uh, lowering the, for example, the carbon emissions or whatever uh, is the first parameter um, and then starting from there. Um, it's also a process of forming opinions in the company, not taking it away a little bit from all these emotions from this uh, we want to be a good company but really bringing it down to the business and concrete business dis uh, decisions and discussions and this can form an opinion positively also with those people who might not be um, also from a political perspective in line uh, with all these um, actions which happen outside so forming an opinion in the company somebody anybody could do yeah. um, so then um, we also have communities for example we have the SAP sustainability community but there are also communities in the network outside but so there are for example in our SAP sustainability community everybody could re register and listen into enablement topics we have a long list of enablement trainings community calls we are hosting we collect a lot of content which is worth to look at and see where the direction is going we update our customers with all those things which um, regarding regulations how they can react on that and what the new products can do so um, we will have a new call every two weeks or so and we can also share the links here so this is an ongoing um, upskilling an ongoing enablement and then I think this is a lot already uh, where someone can, could start yeah great so if anyone is interested here and and uh, interested in diving deeper uh, check out the show notes we put a lot of the resources that Bettina has mentioned today and uh, if anything don't hesitate to reach out and um, I'm happy to point you also to the right resources great Bettina thank you very much um, for this great conversation I really enjoyed it and it's really fascinating what's happening in the various parts of the company and um, yeah continue to drive that forward Bettina um, really great what's coming out of that area thanks thank you for the many interesting questions <laughs> bye bye